0: Welcome to the Sonship and Sexuality Podcast. I'm Augustine Mendoza, and I am so stoked that you guys are here, you're joining in, and you want to grow in your walk as a son or as a daughter in sexual integrity. Um, As I was thinking and praying about starting this podcast, um, I kind of felt and realized that I wanted to lead into this podcast with vulnerability um, for two reasons. First, I want you to have a context Um, For my journey, um, as you'll be hearing my voice a lot on this podcast, um, because it's a journey of sexual integrity. So you know that you're not alone in your struggle. I believe that through sharing testimonies and personal stories, we come together as the body of Christ, the church, and we find strength from each other's stories. We can relate, we can see each other in the stories that we tell. Um, And so I want you to know that you're not alone, that if you're listening to this, hopefully my story can bring you hope that you too can come out on the other side of an addiction or a struggle that you can find godly community and that it's possible to live in sexual integrity um, as a son or as a daughter. The second reason I really felt like I wanted to lead into the podcast with this um, giving my testimony is I believe there's a lot of power in sharing a testimony um, both for the person giving the testimony but also for those listening. Um, Revelations 12 11 says that we triumph by the blood of the lamb which is the sacrifice of Jesus and the word of our testimony. See, I think there's something powerful when we share what God has done in our lives and what he's continually doing. More than anything, I want you as a listener, wherever you're at in your walk of sexual integrity today, that you hear hope, grace, freedom, community, purpose that I found in my journey of sexual integrity as I leaned into Jesus Christ. He is the only reason that I'm here today. Um, And I don't know where you are with your walk with Jesus. I don't know where you are in your commitment to sexual integrity. But hopefully if you just lean into my story just for a few minutes, um, you can hear some of the fruit of what Jesus did um, through the power of his word, through the power of the Holy Spirit, um, and through the power of community. So um, thanks for listening, and uh, hopefully you get something out of this. Um, Growing up, I was raised in a strong Christian home with great parents. I had an amazing home church, grew up in the beautiful state of Colorado, come on somebody. Um, And I had a good friend group around me. Um, But when I was in eighth grade, I was exposed to pornography. Um, This started a fast downward spiral of secret lust and sexual impurity in my mind. This built up over time and was plaguing me incessantly and uh, caused me to live a life of compromise. Things that I watched, listened to, or the things that my friends and I would talk about um, was all adding to this lifestyle of semi-hidden, lustful mentality. Um, Over the period of time, I was hooked on pornography and I didn't treat people as I should have. In my mind, I would objectify, I would devalue people. Um, all this time I was, um, mastering the outward shell of what people see. I could put on the right face for my Christian friends or for leaders, um, being in youth group. Um, but all the while I was slowly being poisoned on the inside, looking back and knowing now that I'm an Enneagram three, I totally get why I, why I handled it the way I did. Um, I have a strong proclivity towards accomplishment people pleasing, and just going hard. And I often neglect my own health, whether it be emotional, spiritual, physical, along the way, just because I'm such an achiever and I care about what people think. Um, But don't worry, the Lord meets me here. (laughs) Uh, During the summer of 2010, um, the Lord did something crazy awesome. Um, It was the summer between my sophomore and junior year of high school. I decided to attend the Desperation Conference at my home church um and this was not my first time going to the conference and honestly kind of went just because it was comfortable I was going through the motions I had gone to other desperations so I thought I'd go again um but when it came to going to the conference it was yeah just going through the motions um but God really used one session in particular um I think it was on an afternoon session that completely changed my life forever and to this day it's the summer of 2020 as I'm recording this episode Literally 10 years later, I can still vividly remember every aspect of that service. It was uh, led by Pastor John Stockstill, who I'd never heard of before, and he began speaking about God's standard of holiness for a young generation. I remember the Holy Spirit just snapping my focus to attention, and I wasn't really paying hardcore attention And the other sessions, so I'm not really sure what was different about this one, except the power of the Holy Spirit just drawing my focus. Um, Almost like he was shaking me out of a slumber. And I remember Pastor John called out men to rise up, be men of God, not bound by lust or pride or sinful desires anymore. I remember him giving an altar call by specifically saying, if you are bound up by pornography, you need to come down to this altar. The Lord wants to free you. Y'all talk about conviction. I have never felt stronger conviction in my life than in that moment. And it wasn't a condemnation. It wasn't look at you. You're terrible or look at you. You're awful. It was a strong warmth, a feeling of strong warmth of saying there is hope and freedom in this. You actually don't have to be bound up by this. Never before have I felt such hardcore, strong conviction in my heart. Um, Again, not shame or guilt, but a driving energy almost of motivation to be free and actually and authentically pursue Jesus and his purposes for my life. Not just say I do, but actually do it every single day, wholehearted, being an integrous person. What they see and what they don't see, 100% all in with everything. I vividly remember being in the middle of my row and having to step over my friends to get to go to the altar. And I remember some of them just glancing at me and giving me a look like, why the heck are you going up there? And as I went to the front, my heart was just pulsating with conviction. I just literally, it was like everything else was blocked out. All I could just hear was Holy Spirit saying, go, go, go. Um, But at the same time, my head was filled with these lies, almost like screams from the enemy. Everyone can see you. Just have a private moment with the Lord in the back. He hears you. He, he knows your heart. Or you're not as bad as so-and-so. You haven't done anything bad as so-and-so. The kind of a comparison mentality. Or the other lie I heard was, if you go up there, you will lose credibility as a friend and as a leader forever. And it's so funny now being on the other side, looking back at those lies and seeing them in context. And man, I can honestly say I've learned to hate the devil. I've learned to hate evil and hate lust and just the power that it has over people and how it causes such brokenness and hurt and shame and guilt. And I hate it. But anyway, I'm getting off track. I, I Going back to that moment, I heard those lies in my head, but I felt the drive in my heart. And as I knelt in the front of that, Church at the altar with hundreds of others, I wept, y'all. I wept like I've never wept before. Um, My wife can tell you I am not a crier, but I bawled like a baby there as a high school kid, just bawling as I confessed the Lord and repented. And after what seemed like hours, although it was probably more like 10 minutes or so, I felt the Lord's warmth and graceful presence, just a gentle nudge from the Holy Spirit just saying, I love you, it's okay, I'm full of grace. And I just felt that embrace. And then no sooner had I felt that and felt affirmed and loved and cried a little bit more, I remember him vividly saying, you need to tell someone, you need to tell someone. And it was amazing that from the very beginning of the Lord just setting me free from a stronghold that the enemy had in me in my life and and chains that were on me, the first thing he said to do was to run to someone, and uh, I think there's just such beauty in community. There's such beauty in running to people that are trustworthy, that are models of what it looks like to pursue Christ. And I looked up and I saw one of my youth pastors there at the time, Stephen Davis. Um, he was there, kind of near the altar, and I just ran up to him. And I'm not sure if he remembers this moment, but I vividly remember going to him, tears trembling i was shaking confessing my struggle with pornography and masturbation and i knew that if i didn't confess to him in that moment that it wouldn't happen like it would just this would be an emotional moment quote unquote and i would the enemy would try to mark it up like that but the minute i told Stefan, i knew i was about to embark on a journey of healing and the process of healing that i actually needed to pursue jesus wholeheartedly I had to have the revelation that the ultimate goal in living with sexual integrity is not merely quitting pornography. For a while, that was my goal. It was like, Jesus will help me quit pornography. But I actually discovered something far richer and deeper. Because if you think about it, if if modifying your behavior was the most important thing, then there's probably a lot of different options I could have gone to for freedom from pornography, freedom from lust. Um, however, as a Christ follower, the goal is not merely recovering from pornography or being quitting pornography or changing my behaviors, but I actually want to be remade by God himself into the image of Christ Jesus. I want to be like Jesus. I don't want to just not have this anymore. I don't want to just remove lust from my life. I want to be filled with the fullness of Christ. I want to be like jesus and i realized that heart transformation not simply behavior modification was what god truly wanted for me and it was in that moment i knew man i want to be like jesus i want to i don't want to just be free from a bad behavior a sinful behavior i want to be like jesus the analogy i often think about is uh, pulling weeds i don't know how many of you have grown up pulling weeds but i have a lot of experience in pulling weeds and uh If you pull weeds, you can't simply snip off the parts that are seen above the surface. If you just use cutters and snip them, or if you just try to pull off the head, um, you just kind of remove it maybe for a day or two. Um, But you actually have to go deeper than that. You have to be able to pull out the root of something if you want to have a healthy soil. Basically, at this point in my high school journey in life, I had an unhealthy soil. And I had moments where I snipped the weeds off, but it was this marking and defining moment that said, you know what, you need to tend the soil of your heart if you really want to be like Christ. I wish I could say that from that day forward in 2010, I never struggled with porn again, Um, but that isn't my story. I know it's a story for some people, but I think for many people, sexual integrity is a journey. It starts in a moment, it's marked by moments, but it's a journey of walking with Christ. I don't know who needs to hear this right now, but I think one of the most powerful things you can hear in your journey of sexual integrity is that Jesus doesn't wait for you to clean yourself up in order to come and help you start to become like him. He actually meets you in your mess, meets you in the filth and in your sin, and he washes you and he makes you clean. From that day in 2010, I started on my journey of sexual integrity with Jesus. I didn't say, Jesus, let me get my life in order. Let me clean myself up and then I'll come to you. No, I'm coming to you like I am. Filthy, dirty, full of shame, full of guilt. Would you come and transform me? And he did. And I can honestly say standing now, I am free from pornography. I'm free from masturbation. I'm so thankful for my life from where I'm at. But it was a journey. It wasn't a moment only. It it was a journey that taught me about the importance of accountability, how to guard your purity, how to flee from temptation, how to pursue Jesus, how to do it in the context of community. And God surrounded me with incredible accountability partners, both friends and mentors, uh, strong and faithful friends, and a support system that called out God's purposes in my life, and kept my gaze on him instead of me. I had to learn what it means to be a son in order to live as a son should. One of the key ways that God did this was through an organization called Covenant Eyes. The mission of Covenant Eyes is very simple. It's to equip people with tools that provide protection and encourage accountability and trust in the fight against internet temptation. And they essentially provided me with the necessary tools I needed to walk in freedom. It was definitely a process, but Covenant Eyes provided me with the necessary structure and accountability to struggle well in my fight for sexual integrity. Um, in the next episode, I'm going to talk a lot more specifically about Covenant Eyes um, and how they can be a resource to you. Um, I'm an affiliate with them, so I get a really cool like promo code that I can give you guys um, and just walk you guys through why Covenant Eyes is a really great resource for you in your battle for sexual integrity. Whether you're bound up by pornography or or masturbation or looking at images or what, anything like that, if you have a struggle in that, I did too. And I had it really bad. But Covenant Eyes was huge in my process of getting free from that. So um, check out my next episode. It's going to be a whole episode devoted to Covenant Eyes and internet filters and accountability, how it works, all of that. Um, but Going back to my story just for a few more minutes. Um, in my struggle with pornography and growing in sexual integrity, one verse, um, has truly marked my journey and I'd encourage you to write it down. Um, really pray it over yourself. And it's first Corinthians nine 27. And I have this so ingrained in me that I, I will know it for the rest of my life. Um, And it's uh, Paul writing to the church in Corinth, charging them to live as Christ intended, a holy and pure church. He writes using some athletic imagery, which I just really identify with. And he says the following, I beat my body and make it my slave so that after I have preached the gospel to others, I myself might not be disqualified from the prize. See, Jesus had become my prize that moment in 2010. Not my pleasure, not what people thought of me, not any dream or life purpose, other than to love Jesus and to be loved by him. But in order to do that, I knew that I had to beat my body or put my flesh in submission, submission to what the Spirit was convicting me to do. I started that process at the altar, but I learned it was a continual process of submitting every thought, every wrong motivation. Every impure, impulsive desire, and every ounce of my being, so that I would not disqualify myself from receiving the ultimate prize Jesus. As I finished out high school, I decided to attend Oral Roberts University and allow their approach to whole person education to thoroughly go through me so that I could walk out of that place more in love with Jesus, having a better understanding of my identity as a son. And also grow to be a stronger leader. Over you is an incredible place of refining, purifying, and strengthening me to be the man that I am today. I am so thankful that I can boast in the grace, the strength, the goodness of Jesus to get me through my season of bondage to lust and pornography. Again, I am free. Y'all, it's so good just to feel free and clean and pure before God. And although I'm in a marriage that's amazing and I'm pursuing God's purposes in my life, guess what? I still prioritize my sexual integrity. Why? Because I know the worth and the value of this gift that God has given to us of sexuality and I refuse to allow the enemy to use as a weapon against me. I refuse to allow him to make me drift back into pornography in, 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 a, in a season of weakness or, or, or to, to go back to old habits. And so I have, I have strong structure in place. I have strong accountability in place even now when I don't struggle. So if any of you are listening and you're like, well, I don't really struggle with pornography or masturbation, man, thank God. That's amazing, I'm so happy for you. Let me encourage you with this. You still need to be intentional with your sexual integrity. See, our sexuality is one of the greatest gifts that God has ever given. And so the enemy would love nothing more than to twist, to contort, and to shortchange God's intended meaning and purpose for sex in our lives, and instead take it for his own devices and destroy you with a gift that was meant to bless you. Unfortunately, um, there's a lot of shame, discomfort, awkwardness that surrounds talking about sexual integrity. Um, But I want young adults, as you hear this, to be able to deal with your sexuality in conversation, in accountability, um, without shame. So let's just put it in the light, y'all. Let's put it in the light um, and let's talk about it. Whether it be questions, issues, things you don't understand, uh, opening up the scriptures and dialoguing about what it says about our sexuality. So know that you don't have to live in shame or guilt or condemnation, but there's actually an extravagant grace, an extravagant love from the Father for you. Um, and that's my hope for this podcast is that is that you are equipped as young adults to steward your sexual integrity from a foundation of biblical sonship. You have to know what it means to walk as sons and daughters in order to live out very practically what it looks like to live in sexual integrity in our culture today. And so I encourage you to join me as we discuss how to steward this amazing gift that God has given both you and I with practical wisdom from the Bible, life experiences. I'm going to bring in mentors and pastors, other friends, um, and all we want to do is we want to invest into your walk of sexual integrity. I hope that my testimony was um, encouraging, challenging, and stirred something within you to want to pursue Jesus wholeheartedly, leaving nothing in the dark, exposing everything to the light um, and walking in integrity in the context of community. Um, Thank you guys for tuning in and listening. Uh, I will look forward to having you join us on the podcast next week for the next episode of the Sonship and Sexuality podcast.